And now for a check-in, let's check back to the Republican National Headquarters in Washington. Bring out your date! I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Here. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He isn't? Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh, I can't take him like that. It's against regulations. I don't want to go on the car. Oh, don't be such a baby. I can't take him. I feel fine. Well, do us a favour. I can't. Well, can you hang around a couple of minutes? He won't be long. No, I've got to go to Robinson's. They've lost nine today. Well, when's your next run? Thursday. You think I'll go for a walk? You're not fooling anyone, you know. Look, isn't there something you can do? I feel happy. I feel happy. Ah, oh, thanks very much. Not at See you on Thursday. Right. you so much you are back and you brought good things with you didn't you ah uh, well yeah <laughs> another wave of covid uh, oh no i'm talking about the election man i uh... oh yeah oh well i was i was there for the run-up but i i left in just in time after having been there for the 2016 election yeah and and having to wade through the blood to get to the airplane to fly home <laughs> Um, I, I certainly am glad I wasn't there for the midterms because well, uh, the midterms, midterms turned out. Uh, I, I man, I, I, I'm just stunned with happiness. Well, yeah, me too. I'm but the point is, at the time, everybody was like, "Oh no, here we go again." Oh no, uh, no, it's like oh, the red like, wave, the red wave. I gotta tell you, I thought for sure. I, I spent so long reading American news and just being really fucking depressed, and then suddenly, oh my god! I guess America doesn't want to become a dictatorship. That's great. Hey, fabulous! What a good thing. That's good. Well, um, you know, we, we've got uh, one seat from winning the Senate, and there's two more to be called. Yeah, including Georgia, which has to run off because Kelly's been called in. In McCain's old seat. Mark Kelly is a winner, ladies and gentlemen. All right, kids, get out of that. Get out of that. Yeah, come on. Wake up, kids. (laughs) And Tracy, what is that crazed, uh, you know, that woman who is a former newscaster? Yes. You know, just like uh, bonkers. Uh, She's, uh, she's, oh, she's so fucking upset. 
She's so fucking upset. Say no, it's all rigged. Say it's all rigged. It's rigged. I'm I did winning. win. I did win. I did win. It's gonna be. It's rigged. Everything's rigged. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's go to the news. And this is called Joe Biden's Pretty Good Not Awful Day. Yeah. <laughs> we hated Joe, but we hate Trump more. Oh, no, no, I don't hate Joe. I fucking love Joe. We do Election now, but I- America had to choose between the lesser of two weevils. And uh, Joe won, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I, I'm not one of those people who think that, but let's get to it. Election night was very similar to being lined up for a firing squad and finding out the firing squad can't shoot straight and starts shooting each other. And and left the ammunition back in the barracks. Yeah, annoying. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's like McHale's Navy did a firing squad. <laughs> Right-wing talk show hosts, as well as establishing hacks, covered their bets against the possibility of a Republican landslide. You don't want to be on their wrong side if they win. It would get in the way of Chuck Todd taking dictation rather than questioning GOP talking points. So they predicted a bloodbath for Democrats. Now, in the end, it wasn't a bloodbath. It was more some, you know, uncomfortable transfusion Transfusion. Ah, it was like uncomfortable rectal bleeding yet yet in a world plagued by constant bad news this was caused to break out a keg of miller light and party down like it's 1984 yeah thanks to the almighty and to millions who millions of people who went out and voted We dodged the bullet, ladies and gentlemen. But the real joy of watching the election returns in 2022 is watching a whole truckload of smug troglodyte wieners appointed by Orange Julius to run, to run, get their asses handed to them. Man, that's good stuff. And now in, uh, we'd like to do here, uh, I don't know, you know, in the Oscars, they do a memoriam. Yeah, Yeah. this is a memoriam. (laughs) So if, could, put, could we have the memoriam memoriam music, music please for the oh. Oscars? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a look back at some of the con artists, grifters, and pawn scum that came crashing into reality like a sequel to Jackass the movie. <laughs> <laughs> been... Let's go forth. Ladies and gentlemen, Emmett Oz. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Dr. Emmett. Dr. Emmett, Emmett, not not the Muppet guy, Oz, we hardly knew ye. Former television huckster and diet pill pusher Emmett Oz, in his his campaign to be, he called for an immunologist, Anthony Fauci, to be fired and also opposed vaccine requirements. As a cardiothoracic surgeon, he knew that opposing vaccines could result in sickness and death, but he stood by his medical oath of first do no harm, unless you can get the endorsement of Donald Trump and buy another investment (laughs) property in New Jersey. When John Fetterman, his opponent, had had a severe stroke in the middle of the campaign, Oz smugly called, mocked Fetterman's life-endangering stroke by saying, if John Fetterman had ever eaten a vegetable in his life, then maybe he wouldn't have a, had a major stroke and wouldn't be in a position to having to lie about it constantly. Adding that Fetterman's statement was whiny. Well, now that Oz has lost the election in Ohio, Fetterman may eat vegetables, but it's safe to say that Oz is uh, eating shit. 
So yum, 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 yum. Yeah, eat that, Dr. Oz. Eat that. Uh, could we have a sound for Dr. Oz? Yeah, that's, that's dignified and fitting good. <laughs> oh, flush. So did he actually live in Pennsylvania or was that? Yeah, he lived a... in Pennsylvania. He moved from New Jersey like yeah. five minutes before the election. Uh, uh, so still, obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, I loved Hopra sitting there going, I don't know him. <laughs> but I've never seen him before in my life. It's still in Pennsylvania, Republican gubernatorial candidate, Doug Mastrantonio. Yes, in a world full of spirited, mean-spirited, crazy people, Dougie Boy is a true achiever. A shooting star of anal leakage who has kept fanta a fantastically long Santa list of people and groups he hates. In his last trip to the barnyard running for Congress to become tra trailer park king of the Marjorie Taylor Green Brigade, Master Antonio made multiple controversial statements, including these, in stating that same-sex marriage and adoption by same-sex couples should be absolutely not be legal. He also said that Islam is not compatible with the Constitution and that recipients of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program should be deported. Childhood, but deported. Finding that deporting school-aged children to war zones appealed to his base. Dougie pushed up the crazy for this election. In April, Master Antonio spoke and raised money for his campaign of far-right Christian conference guys called Patriots. Arise for Khan and country! And he did it in Gettysburg, where a lot of dead people are. The conference promoted conspiracy theories claiming that there is a global cabal of Democrats, sex trafficking children in a pizza parlor. 9-11 was a false flag attack. Vaccines amount to genocide therapy. And this one I like. Adolf Hitler, <laughs> Adolf Hitler faked his death. Master Antonio, however, will not have to fake his own political death because, as they say in Star Trek, he's dead, Jim. Can I have the sound, please? Thank you. Oh, that's oh, running oh. down there. Oh, that's you. You're going to have to flush that one. Twice. That was a whoopee cushion. That wasn't a douchebag. Anyway, same in, thing. In Michigan, far right, Tudor Dixon. A strange name. Tudor Dixon lost handily to incumbent governor Gretchen Whitmer. During yeah. her campaign, Dixon jumped on the conservative bandwagon against you know, the, the real thing that's facing our world today, drag performances. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's number one on my list of things to deal with. Oh, libraries, it is with Lazy Susan. No, no. the best. Libraries and other venues across the country have faced protests over family-friendly events like Drag Queen Story Hours. The candidate promised to make it a crime to bring minors to drag shows she didn't want to deal with global warming but that that's that's important <laughs> saying the events normalize the sexualization of children whitmer beat dixon 55 percent to 44 percent word is that dixon is up for a lead role in the local dinner theater production of some like it hot where she will engage in high on-stage hijinks by scolding the lead characters and hitting them over the head with a certain stage props. Tickets are still available. Uh, next, we have former freak and former Maine governor, Paul LePage. Now, I know this guy. 
I because he's from New England and his his term as governor was just demented. LePage, the former governor of Maine, who once referred to himself as Donald Trump before Donald Trump became popular, which is kind of like saying, I've always been an asshole. <laughs> I believe that was his campaign slogan. I'm an asshole with a real. And track. I've always been an asshole. Yeah, I've always been there. You can trust me. And yeah, I'll take my platform. <laughs> During his two <laughs> terms in office, LePage frequently made headlines for racist comments about black and brown people. Well, you know. <laughs> People of color. People oh, people of color. of color. I'm sorry. His 2022 campaign for governor featured an education plan that resembled Florida's anti-gay, anti-trans agenda. And he accused his opponent, Democrat Governor Janet Mills, of woke policies that fuel the out-of-control crime in the main backwoods. Oh, Janet Mills is using taxpayer money to send people to places where they can get free crack pipes. Well, now that Paul will have nothing to do during the day, you should check out those pipes. Trust me, Paul, if you started you started a crack habit, no one would notice. And Bernie Sanders, the socialist dog, say, says the same thing. Oh, that's uh, it, rough. That's yeah, right. It's rough, the, uh, the Democratic-controlled dog. <laughs> In the hours after the deflated Republican wave became a ripple in the proverbial toilet bowl, the jackals who have grudgingly pledged fealty to the Colleone family, oh, I'm sorry, wait a minute, not the Colleone family, oh, the Trump family, have sensed blood in the water. Trump's power was always in the number of loonies that he and his cult had behind him. And now with the election results, it seems he doesn't have as many as he thought. Word is that chuckled the chuckles the fascist clown has been raging around Mar-a-Lago, particularly after his buddy Rupert Murdoch and all his right-wing media friends are scraping him off like a flabby piece of political roadkill. No. <laughs> so, oh, ladies oh. and gentlemen, let's listen to the great undoing of all Trumpy's friends turning on him. Hey, have a listen to this. Oh, I love today. It's such a good day. It looks like we're in all likelihood we could be at the status quo, 50-50 Senate again. If that happens, Donald Trump costs us the president of the Senate twice uh, in a row. Donald Trump's not going to like this, but I got to tell you, the people I talk to, they say, we love Donald Trump. We're so grateful that he beat Hillary Clinton. We love his policies. We think it's unfair how the media has treated him. It's unfair what the Department of Justice has, has treated him. But you know what? We don't like all the drama. We, we like Ron DeSantis. That's what I hear. Does Trump win? I hope so. I love the guy. And a week ago, I would have said slam dunk. But after how last night shook out, I don't know now. Democrats will walk over hot coals to vote against Trump. So going into 2024, the Republicans are going to be looking for candidates who are focused on winning, not just making a point or settling a score. The populist movement is about ideas. It is not about any one person. If the voters conclude that you're putting your own ego or your own grudges ahead of what's good for the country, they're going to look elsewhere, period. Nobody is coronated to anything. Nobody. Trump is the past. Yeah, that was that's kind of like it's kind of like the end of every Twilight Zone episode where the ruthless weasel who makes a deal with the devil devil is finally being treated by his friends the same way he's been treating everyone since he graduated military school. <laughs> That's why this betrayal is like 
sweet karma alamode for the rest of the nation who've been bearing this shit and abuse for six years. The richest piece of wonderfulness in Trump's ranting yesterday was his tweeting from his pretend Twitter account bemoaning everyone's lack of loyalty, no loyalty, specifically from the new playground monitor and de devious rat fucker Ron DeSantis, oh. who has who has played Donnie like a rube at the fucking carnival, using Trump to get into power and then backing away at just the right time to package himself as a kinder and gentler fascist freak. Keith Olbermann, by the way, who is far too honest to have any platform on corporate media, he's got his own podcast. I want you to listen to it. Laid out how this probably might end, and it's pretty good. Trump's wounding in the midterms will probably give the GOP the needed boost to separate from Trump, who has revealed himself as a wounded dog, unable to deliver politically. The GOP donor class and Murdoch will do anything to avoid losing their third straight election with Trump as their leader. All the spineless, evil, ruthless jackals that Trump has been humiliating for six years will be lining up to stick the knife in now that they know they can do so without suffering necessarily political oblivion. They will nominate everyone but Trump, picking DeSantis to go against Biden. Trump being a bonkers narcissistic sociopath will turn his Borg followers on the Republicans themselves, running a third party candidacy that could shatter the GOP in 2024. Expect Republicans to start secretly wishing Merrick Garland to awaken from his self-induced coma in a nursing home and start charging Donnie with something. If this is true, this could be the road to a happy ending to the longest Twilight Zone episode in America's history. In other news, and yes, there is other news. In other news, yeah, there was an assassination attempt on the third most powerful person in America. Did you remember that? It happened a week ago or so. Oh, yeah, hammer at home. Go on. Yeah, yeah, hammer at home. Yeah, there was an assassination attempt at the, on the third most powerful person in America as a seemingly right-wing vagrant snuck into Pelosi's house and hit her husband on the head with a hammer. News outlets express that this was politically driven act of violence. That was until right-wing nuts, this I had to mention, that right-wing nuts on Twitter alluded to a possible homosexual sex angle to the, the assault. Gripping his shattered skull, Pelosi came clean. You're right, okay? The underpants, the hammer, it's obvious. At 84 years old, I'm involved with an underground deep state sex cult with Hillary Clinton, George Soros, and the employees of my local Home Depot. We chase each other around my house when Nancy's away with hammers, rotary grinders, and the occasional socket wrench. It's usually a gasser. The only reason I got this injury is because I forgot my safe word, granola, while I, <laughs> while I was bouncing around the living room with a line trimmer and a chainsaw, wearing my tidy whities Can I go now? And finally, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to bring this to an end. Hang on. I've got to get rid of that image. Okay, yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> catch me, catch me. Catch me, catch me. Uh, <laughs> and finally, Dateline, Texas. Texas Republican, this is true. This is true. A Texas Republican wrote a sequel to The Diary of Anne Frank where she finds <laughs> Jesus at a Nazi camp. 
which brings up the question: What is Jesus doing in a concentration camp? I don't know. Jewish. She was Jewish. Yeah. Jewish. Johnny Teague wrote a novel in which Frank accepts Jesus and converts to Christianity at the last minute at Auschwitz. On Monday, the Jewish Telegraphic Agency reported that Johnny Teague, the Republican running for Texas's seventh congressional congressional district who lost, wrote a novel in which he imagines that Anne Frank converted to Christianity and accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior in her final days. Frank, a young Jewish girl whose diary detailed her attempts to hide from Nazi persecution in the run-up to the Holocaust, died in a German death camp in 1945. Johnny Teague, an evangelical pastor and business owner who won the district's primary in March, the, uh, has published The Lost Diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> Anne Frank too, The Lost Diary, a novel imagining the famous Jewish Holocaust victims' final days in Auschwitz and suddenly embracing the religion of the tortures that killed her family. When interviewed, Johnny said, Yeah, in my sequel, she goes, she she before she goes to a concentration camp, she goes to a Christian summer camp. She eats Wonder Bread, gets swimming lessons, makes ashtrays, and is taken to an ice show. After two weeks, she ain't even Jewish. It's a happy ending as she accepts God into her God's eternal heaven, unlike the rest of her family who goes straight to eternal damnation, which is kind of a bummer. But you know, you gotta have rules. And that's the news, Randy. That's, uh, I gotta, uh, that book, um, it's on my shelf right next to the Titanic 2 and yeah i know uh, <laughs> and all Frank the other Trump. all the other great sequels you know <laughs> she's back and she's christian uh, <laughs> so randy that's that's more or less it i tell you man it was a good time um some points you wanted to make about the uh, uh about the election that you've been doing some reading on it uh what was yeah. what was your take well, I think the turnout um, for a midterm election goes right against the trend. Uh, uh, yeah. Young people and single women, as they said, uh, probably made the difference. Yeah. Certainly with the uh, Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Row, row, yeah, row, row, row your vote. They said it was their catch cry. Row, row, row your vote. Yeah. And um, and also people under twenty five. Yes. That hasn't happened since. McGovern when they well did. I'll tell you something I I, I just uh, I got this uh, this is one of the facts that I had so yeah. that she just said researchers say tw the 2022 election had the second highest young voter turnout in the last 30 years yeah around 27 percent of the voters mm -hmm. under the age of 30 cast about the 2022 midterm elections according to early data figures also indicate that youth turnout was even higher in some of the battleground states where exit poll data was available in Florida, Georgia, Michigan, North Carolina, New Hampshire, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Turnout for this age group was measured at 31% with 27% overall. And uh, I think that uh, people, that the, they are getting engaged. They're getting engaged in a big way. And uh, they are going to be somebody to be dealt with within the Democratic Party, you know, um, because... Within any party, because even the Republicans, they could change, they could steer the Titanic in the right direction if they took control of the Republican Party. 
Yeah, I, I, I know. It's, 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 uh, but they go to the Democratic Party. Do you know that we have a 25-year-old congressman from Florida now? 25-year-old, the first Gen Z uh, person. All the the entire um, squad got reelected. Yeah. The entire squad, you know, everybody. And all those, the four new ones, four of the new ones are young people. Are 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 uh, you know real progressives? You know, um, uh, I, I, I this fact is rather interesting. It's like in the Fetterman campaign, seventy percent of voters between the ages of eighteen to twenty nine cast their ballots. Seventy percent for the Democratic John Fetterman. While Fetterman won support of fifty five percent of those between the ages of thirty and forty four. You know, it's our generation that I find it interesting. That our generation that fucked up the planet isn't really interested in cleaning it up, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry, but uh, we we really are fuck sticks, you know. I mean, seriously, guys, if you're young listening to this show, I'm sorry, man. I really am, you know. We don't think beyond. We have a two year uh, mindset. Uh, We only think in terms of the next election. No, I know. In many cases, I got my 401k in my house. Fuck you. That's that's the attitude. <laughs> really, is the fucking attitude. I I I, I find it really repellent. Uh, and you know, I don't. You know, by the way, I got to say something. You know, uh, the music today, the young people's music today. You know, personally, for me, it sucks all of it. But I, <laughs> I never say, I never say that because we destroyed your planet, and why be a dick? Yeah, you know, it's kind of like going up to somebody who's sentenced to death and saying, "Hey, that shirt sucks too." You know, it's, it's just so. Anyway, listen, folks. It uh, it was very nice to uh, to write that, and and even nicer to say it. Uh, so, listen, folks. Uh, that's my bit. Uh, but we're going to be back. Uh, Randy's just come back from the United States. I uh, have. Yeah, I did. And uh, by the way, condolences on your dad, which uh, oh, look, he, we mentioned on the show. 92, 92, and a veteran. It is a Memorial Day or a Remembrance yeah. Day in America, a Veterans Day. Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, no, he wanted to go. It was his time. He says, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Yeah. Uh, when the lights came on, when I went back the month before. So I've been back to America twice in the last couple of months. <laughs> My head uh-huh. is spinning. Yeah, it is spinning. Well, you, uh, but, uh, some terrible things uh, uh, woke me up. I don't mean yeah. woke in the woke sense, well, but a lot of things just woke me up. Well, he's going to be talking a little bit of the uh, uh, experiences that he had in San Diego and 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 what he's come back. Santa Barbara to. from the home. Oh, San Diego. What am I saying? Santa Barbara. Sorry. So listen, we'll be back after this humorous break here on the Bill Show with our. Midterm edition. Well, what a terrible week for the GOP. The Dems are retaining control of the Senate. So what the heck happened to that red wave that people were talking about? Yeah, yeah, who was promising that? Because it couldn't have been us every day. Now the midterms are over, and it's crazy climate. And I got to tell you, uh, I feel like this midterm, like all of humanity depends on it. And it's an ominous sign. The most ominous sign in midterms, I believe, would be Herschel Walker, who I, I don't want to speak badly of because he's black. <laughs> but I have to admit, he's, um, he's observably stupid. 
actually surprised they won given President Biden's low approval ratings. I guess Biden's kind of like the Jurassic World movies. You know, extremely successful despite a 42% rating. <laughs> is rigged and the results should be thrown out. Uh, uh, it sounds like some new numbers are coming in, which has you taking a narrow lead over Katie Hobbs. Which is why I have always said this is a democracy. Trust the system, trust the voters. Uh, sorry, I spoke too soon. Another batch of votes just came in and you are now losing again. Because our system is broken and it always has been. Right, this week officially turned on Donald Trump. First, the New York Post ran a cover calling Ron DeSantis, Ron De Future even though Rhonda Future sounds more like a drag queen from outer space. <laughs> then on Thursday, the Post showed Donald Trump as an egg sitting on a wall with the headline Trumpty Dumpty, which had to be the easiest Photoshop job in history. <laughs> and now Trump is threatening to reveal unflattering information about Ron DeSantis. For example, did you know Ron DeSantis is in charge of a state where some maniac was hiding stolen nuclear secrets? <laughs> I don't think he still watches our show, do you? Well, he's at his daughter's wedding this weekend, so at least we know he won't call in. <laughs> Hello, it's your favorite president. Uh, uh, new phone, who dis? He, he's just, Mr. President, I don't know how to tell you this, but we've moved on. We can't have you on the show anymore. What? What did I do? Was it the insurrection? No. The impeachments? No. Blackmailing Ukraine? No. Charlottesville? No. Didn't make wall? No. The murder? What? Kidding. Gentlemen, it's time to keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times because it's time once again for Randy's Rant. Hey, I'm back. Hey, Randy. Uh, I'm back in America. I'm back in Australia. I'm back from America. Uh, I just thought uh, before I go into my rant, I might uh, do some uh, uh, humor. Um, oh, my. Some humor. <laughs> okay, Randy, Randy, it's time for you. Okay, humor. my therapist told me to write letters to people that you hate yeah. and then burn them. Yeah. So I did that, but now I don't know what to do with the letters. <laughs> now, so, my rant. Santa Barbara, what happened in Santa Barbara? Santa Tell me. Bar a little. Well, no, this is in all, all over the United States. All over America. Okay, go ahead. When I was in the United States. Yeah. Um, I often do little, uh, uh, you know, uh, wet finger in the air things to see what's uh, the problem. Now, I had been reading, of course, that uh, we had a problem with uh, EpiPens. Right. Now, every school has to have an EpiPen in every class, and they have to replace them every 12 months. Well, the people that make EpiPens in the United States decided to raise the price. It's a family. They own the copyright, whatever. And they went up. 10, 20, 30 times. Yeah. And schools couldn't afford them. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were expiring. And if you had a uh, if you had an anaphylactic shock, fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Then I started hearing this thing about people actually dying, dying yeah. for lack of insulin. Yeah. So I, I went into I decided I'm gonna have a look at this while I was there. Now, diabetes was originally a fatal disease. 
Yeah. You actually, uh, your body couldn't process sugar and you died. Uh, that was just a fact. And then, lo and behold, uh, exactly 100 years ago in uh, 1922, a doctor named Samson in uh, Santa Barbara, of all places, treated a person with human insulin mm. to uh, uh, process the sugar, and right. it worked. Yeah. So that was 100 years ago. Samson clinic clinics are uh, were originally a not-for-profit based in Santa Barbara. Now they're everywhere. But corporate greed, pure and simple, has taken over. Mm. And 1.3 million Americans, it's not a big percentage of the overall population, but 1.3 million Americans are claiming they're rationing their insulin. Why? Yeah. Why? Because one vial of human insulin costs $3 to produce. And by rights, that should then retail for $10 a vial, which is what it is in Australia and about every other country in the world. But in the United States, it is now up to $450 a vial, $444.64 for a 100 milligram vial or five syringes for a prescription. <sighs> if you just went into even the cheapest place like Walmart, mm. It's going to be $126 for a vial. And most people need, uh, you know, at least a vial a week. Humble. That's like a, a markup is just like fucking, oh, that's incredible. It's just, well, you know, I can't, but people are dying at, at, a, at a rate of, uh, of knots. They risk what's called a ketoacidosis, which is what you get when you can't process the sugar in your blood. Yeah. So they're going to Canada. They're going to Mexico. They're going to the mafia anywhere to get insulin in America, 1.3 million Americans. And every day you read about somebody coming out and saying, my son couldn't afford his insulin and he's died. Yeah, yeah. It's become the new thing, all right? So California Governor Gavin Newsom, recently reelected, thankfully, yeah. has budgeted $100 million, which is not a drop in the a bucket, to build a low-cost insulin plant. It's not hard to make. You could even make it yourself if you want to set it up. He said half of the $100 million budget will be to produce insulin in the state that will support uh, that will be uh, distributed at cost to people in America. Good because for him. As you, as you know, yeah, as you know, California is a sanctuary state for just about everything. But now yeah. it's going to be a sanctuary state for insulin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now that's going to fly directly in the face of private healthcare uh, providers. Oh fuck them! Uh, well, I'm sorry, but the private healthcare lobby is second only, or probably even stronger than the gun lobby. Yeah, yeah. They are powerful. They can uh, take you off at the knees. Now, as you know, insulin's a, a hormone. It's actually something your body produces. It's producing your pancreas. Right to turn food, uh, food that you eat into energy by processing the carbohydrates and the sugar. So after you eat, insulin helps move the sugar in your blood to fat cells, muscles, livers to store for late, later use. Okay, if you have diabetes type two, your body does not produce enough insulin, or maybe does not produce it at all, or does not uh, utilize it correctly. You have an insulin resistance. 
Now, right. consequently, sugar remains in your blood and you get high sh blood sugar levels. And you have to monitor them every day. Yeah. So uh, I I went to the local chemist and I said, because I, I the trip before, I'd forgotten to take a prescription. Right. Something right. that I take here. And I didn't have my prescription. So I thought I'd go to the chemist and say, I know I don't have a prescription, but how much does it cost to get this uh, prescription that I need if I don't have health insurance? Because, of course, I don't. I've only got travel insurance. $1,500. Fuck. 50, now, I'm old now, so I get all my um, scripts for like six bucks or something like that, okay? Here in Australia. Yeah. Um, in commie and, wonderland. And I've, I've actually gone over the um, maximum. So for the rest of the uh, calendar year, I get them for free. That's yeah. just part of our health system, okay? Yeah. 1500 US, uh, sorry, America, Australian dollars. 1050 US dollars for this script that I get each month. That is unforgivable. Well, it it's is because I it's it, it, it actually isn't something that I need to live, but it's something that's been prescribed. So I thought this is really crazy. EpiPens, insulin, the thing yep. that I take. So I I went into I looked into insulin and my dog my sister has a diabetic dog. Right. I don't know why she doesn't put the thing down, but anyway, it's blind, it's diabetic, it's neurotic. Yeah. It's all of the all of the above. And well, I know why she doesn't put him down. I, I yeah, I, the quality of life is zero. Yeah, but she loves the dog. Yeah, she loves the dog. You know, you and I both have uh, our loves, loves of our life. Yeah, loves of so our life. So anyway, you've got Bernie Sanders, a socialist dog. I've I got do. Millie, the world's smartest border collie. Yes. So we are uh, creatures of like that. So she has to buy this every month as if she was diabetic, but it's for her dog. So she goes and scrounges around to Walmart and all the discount chemists and has ended up finding a place where you can actually get human insulin for $75 a vial, yeah. which is half the normal. So she's latched onto that with her talons, and she just gets as much of it as she can. But it's really sad that people should have to do that. And the people, and Americans are killing their own people for mm. lack of a life-saving drug that was originally made for free. It's, I have a clip. I have a clip. Cool. From Kyle Unpronounceable. Kaczynski. And um, he's a uh, vlogger. And yeah. this is a wonderful clip on this whole thing about insulin. And when I heard this, my eyes opened, my blood sugar went down, my heartbeat uh, was resting. This guy puts the whole thing in context. Okay. So, Bill, play the clip. Play the clip, Max. Every new drug created in the past decade or more has been funded by U.S. taxpayers. So we fund the research, we fund the development, we create the drugs, and then what happens is a pharmaceutical company swoops in, buys up the intellectual property, the patent rights, and then they turn around and they sell it back to us at a profit. Now, hold on. We just paid for it up front. It was tax money that developed it. And now you're saying, now I'm going to sell it back to you and price gouge you in the process. What are we fucking talking about here, man? Now, look, I'm not somebody who says in every single way the market is less efficient and worse off. No, there's some areas, there's some industries where the private market is, is more efficient than the government getting involved. This is not one of them. If the people, the public already funds the creation of these 
this medicine, various medicines, then why would you not get rid of the middleman? Why would you not get rid of the, the price gouging? The mafia that gets in between you and the medicine and just charges you more for it. You just nationalize it. Why wouldn't you just nationalize it? And again, you can't make the argument of, oh, no, it needs to be in the private market because that, that's competition and competition leads to better results. In this specific area, that is simply not true. It's all publicly funded anyway. And so why not nationalize it? And look, okay, credit to, and this is, rarely do these words come out of my mouth, but you got to keep it real. Gavin Newsom decided we're going to do... Um, publicly funded pharmaceuticals in California. And the first thing they announced was insulin. So they're going to make public insulin. It's by, by the way, it's kind of cheap and easy to make. And um, they're going to basically sell that to people. And that'll drastically, you know, undercut the pharmaceutical companies that are price gouging left and right. And this is going to fucking save lives, man. It's going to save lives. Now, what's to stop Joe Biden What's to stop the federal government from saying, hey, that's a good idea. Now, if you don't want to be, oh, Kyle, you're an extremist. You can't nationalize the pharmaceutical industry. That seems like a, you know, that seems like a very bold move. Okay, true. But what can be done? What is uh, actually possible to be done? Well, you could have the federal government say, we're going to do public pharmaceuticals now. And we're going to compete with the, with the for-profit pharmaceutical companies. And you know what's going to happen? Uh, the government would kick the ass of those pharma companies. And by the way, it might actually force them to start lowering their prices. Cause it, you know, if you could sell it for fucking 30 bucks, like they do in Canada, well then who the fuck's gonna get the $300 insulin? Yeah. It, uh, it kind of makes your blood boil. And I, I, you know, I mean, it's so much because we're sitting here in Australia and uh, with public, with public health, with public health, gun control and all mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Yeah, and but, but specifically public health and public education. You know, the reason that you don't have uh, right-wing crazies around here, I figured it out the other day. We do, but we know they're crazy and they're uh, such a minority. You know why? People are too fucking happy. Because it's amazing <laughs> what happens to a population when they don't live in fear every day. Exactly. You know, people in America live in fear. They live in fear every fucking day. They live in a goddamn Skinner box. They're being, you know, you're constantly being barraged in the media uh, about how dangerous and everybody's in the immigrants and you're like, oh, you know, that's terrible and it's awful. And then on the other side, if you get sick, if you just have the bad, you know, the bad manners to get cancer, you're fucked. You and your kids are fucked. The house goes. Everything goes. I've seen it. I know it. I've seen it happen to friends of mine who get a chronic disease in America, whereas in Israel, where we basically finance like half of the <laughs> goddamn economy, yeah, they they have national health insurance. Canada, national health insurance. Mexico, national health insurance. Yeah. Every other goddamn country has it, and the only reason is because – it's profitable to kill people. Yeah, That's there's it. no profit in a cure. And I don't think that, you know, I mean, a lot of the people that I always said that before Trump got popular, that there was going to be a populist revolution. 
And I think a lot of those reasons, though it's completely disconnected that you would put Trump in with those people, but I think a lot of the anger comes from that. I think that there is this bubble in which people live in fear every day and uh, they're in constant anxiety and uh, and it's much more uh, it's much more possible that you're going to lose your shit, that you're just going to lose your shit. And 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 that you're going to go crazy because you don't see any future. You don't see your kids being able to get into a higher education. You, the public schools in poor areas are absolute shit, while the good schools are probably the best in the world. You get to see this up front, and it's rubbed in your face every fucking day. So then we wonder why, um, you know, poor people, uh, especially, uh, go go bananas, go postal. They go postal. And the reason they go postal is because they're getting fucked. Yeah, and there's no hope. And there's no hope. And when Democrats come around and, it, you know, I, this kills me, Randy. It just kills me when you hear people say, oh, there's no difference between the Democrats and Republicans. There's a big fucking difference in the Americans. What do you think gave you Medicare in the first place? The fucking Medicare fairy? It was the Democrats who did it. Mm. You know, I, I, it is the height. The Republicans are so good at propaganda. Mm. That they are able to twist people into a situation where they're voting against their best interest, and you have people saying, "Keep your hand, keep your hands off my uh, what is it? What keep your government hands off my Medicare?" You know, I mean, they they just have no idea. And um, yeah, Randy, I, it's one of the reasons that I get that this podcast exists is that, man, I've had a a wonderful life yeah. here. And so have you. And you guys deserve it. You guys out there, you deserve to have a decent life without living in fear every day. You deserve it. The country can afford it. And the rich fucks who are living up the block from you and driving the sobs and the goddamn, you know, BMWs for their third house don't need three houses. They don't need it. They have yeah. more money than they could possibly spend. You have like Elon Musk out there buying Twitter as a lark. You know, what are you doing? Oh, you're building a rocket ship. You know, meanwhile, people around them are dying. And it's forget politics. Just forget politics. It's evil. And I grew up in the church. It's unchristian. You know, and the irony is there's so many evangelical Christians aren't aware that, you know, if they were in, if Jesus met you, he would never stop throwing up. He would never stop throwing up. Uh, well, they wouldn't meet him anyway because he's a man of color. That's right. He's not white with blue eyes and blonde hair. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, God, we hope so, sometime in the future that uh, this is going to uh, change. So, yeah. man, you all got out. You voted. All the people listen to this show, God bless. And, and let's hope the brink, we, we're on the brink of several seats, but let's hope we go. Yeah, let's hope we go. And we'll be back with you again, uh, either uh, maybe another one this month. I'm not sure, but uh, we will yeah, definitely. Thanksgiving. Let's do a Thanksgiving when we, oh, when, we when all the dust settles. Yeah, There's a lot to be thankful for. And now a cheerful song for us to go away on. We'll see you next time. So Bye, everybody. everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye, Willie. Bye. Good night. See ya. Until we meet again. Adios. Au revoir. I'll be the same till then. And though it's always sweet sorrow to part, you know you'll always remain in my
Good night.